you're tainting my entry. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was, uh, how you say, um, done with a malice aforethought. Yes? You did it on purpose? No, 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 no. My English, she's not so good. I was, uh, how you say, uh, uh, ruining your food, so I win. Yes? <sighs> Why is everyone at this bake-off such a meanie bobini? These muffin-huffin' batter biddies can smell weakness a mile away. Weakness named March! Why can't everyone just play fair and... Did you just dunk your hair in my mixing bowl? You're weak! Weak! Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode 2 of season 16. It is episode FABF20. It is All's Fair in Oven War. I am Dando. I am Guy, and indeed this episode was FAB. If there was an episode ever designed purely to cater to Guy's interests, this was it. <laughs> now, I read some scathing reviews of this episode, and including some of our patrons, including you, Nick Barbaro. I know you'll be watching for this. He says that this episode really made him angry. I watched this and went, this is delightful. I liked it. I really Nick, enjoyed this. Nick, we're going to have to have a talk. I know. Uh, I, I thought, uh, no, we got into season 16, everyone goes, oh, this is it. This is this is the cliff. It's where it all falls off. I watched this going, hey, if we can remain like this, I'm all for it. This was fun. I was, I was about to say, if this is the cliff, then... We're like the Roadrunner or one of those cartoon characters that runs off a cliff and just keeps going because we were like, this is great. Yeah. No problem. This was so good. I really I really liked the B-plot with Bart and Milhouse running their own Play Dude treehouse. I thought it was great. <laughs> As I said, look, so much uh, enjoyable stuff in this episode, stuff that is really just very up Guy's Alley, but just a generally solid episode. Look, I'm not going to say it's a bona fide classic or anything like that, but- it was really, really solid. Quite funny. Uh, mm. terrific, James Khan was hilarious. Terrific guest uh, yeah. guest spot by our, our boy Jimmy C, the late Jimmy C. Also, some great musical cues as well. Some mm-hmm. great, some great soundtrack cuts. You know, that once again they've opened up, they've opened up the Walt and said, "Hey, let's get some cool tunes in here," which they did. And anything with based around food, I always enjoyed the, enjoyed the food episodes. Remember when Homer was the food critic? That was really fun as well. Yeah, I, mm. I loved this. I, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I w- got to the end and went, it was good. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> you <gave it> a little- <laughs> well done, Matt Salmon, the writer of this episode. Props to that person. Props to all involved. Let's say, no, look, this, was, uh, this was great fun. I had, I had a great, great time with it. Yes. Now, speaking of good times, it's yes. back, everybody. It is back. By popular demand, it hasn't been around since Guy's been doing the show since since season ten. It is the official return of the My Two Cents segment here on Four Finger Discount, <laughs> where we discuss the moments in life where we've been an absolute tight ass. And kicking off this week, hang on, we've got someone oh, walking the door. Can we say oh, Holly wants to come say nine eyes. Come in, then Holly. Oh, you better come in. Hurry up. We're filming. We're watching doing video. Holly's crying. This is what it's life. This is what life is like now in the Dano household, guys. Five minutes into recording. We've got a screaming baby. Meanwhile, Here here's, here's the Davis household. Nice. Uh, nice. Take it easy. Uh, nice. Say hi. Look say bye bye. Say bye bye. Can you say bye bye? These gorgeous people. Everyone's, we're all waving. Can't say anything, but we're all waving. Holly's here. I'll chuck the video up on the YouTube channel so you can check it out. Feel better, everyone. Yes. Guy says, feel better, everybody. Nicholas says thank you. 
All right, so yes, as what we were discussing, oh, the, the return of the My True Sense story. So what we do is we discuss a moment in life where we've been an absolute tight ass. And kicking off this week, the big return, it is Guy discussing a moment in life when he was a tight ass. And it's funny because I mentioned to him before, but just as we were about to record, don't forget you got your My, my Two Sense story when you were tight ass. And he goes, I can't really think of one. And I'm like, Guy, you're just too much of a, you're just too great of a human being. You've got I'm no just, tight ass stories. I, I live to give, as yeah. they say. Uh, I think I'm a bit terrified of being regarded as a tight ass, although I like to think of myself as a frugal human being, a great white bargain hunter, you might say. No, the, so biggest, that- the bigger the tight ass, the better here on Four Finger Discount. We love it here. <laughs> well, look, I will uh, aim to be more of a tight ass going forward and get myself mm. into tight ass spots. Yes. Uh but I do have. It's not much of a story for the my. You gotta sell it to us, Jesus Christ, man! No, <laughs> this is how it works. You, you lower expectations and you hit them with bam. Yeah. The old <laughs> tight ass in the eye. Only you. <laughs> you, you, you lower expectations and you hit them with just above lowered expectations. Yes. All right, so that's going to be coming up later in the show. Also, going to let you guys know, and patrons will be well aware, every month we do Guy on Springfield. We actually just gave it the name last week. So the... The Four Finger Discount Revisited Classic show we do exclusively on Patreon is now called Guy on Springfield, where we go back, Guy myself, and revisit a classic episode from the golden era, and patrons of the show get to vote on which episodes we're doing. And this month, the four options are Homer Alone, Bart's Inner Child, Radioactive Man, and Trash of the Titans. And it seems no one's interested in seeing Bart's Inner Child. It's only received 4% of the votes. Is Bart's Inner Child the one with Rudiger? Yeah. What? I know. <laughs> I, I really want to talk about that one. I love that. Well, we'll check that one up in, the, in a future poll. We've also got Trash of the Titans, when Homer is the garbage man. That's on 21%. But the top two, uh, there's only 1% deciding them between them. So we've got Homer Alone and Radioactive Man. Radioactive Man on 37% and Homer Alone on 36%. So Ooh. that is very, very close. But it's only one day left to vote. And we will take that poll down and we will uh, review the episode at either Homer Alone or... Already worked with many exclusively for our patrons. You can find that at patreon.com slash forefinger discount, as well as all the other classic episodes we've already gone back and revisited, which includes uh, what, what did we do? We did uh, Marge on the Lamb, uh, but we've done Bart for Australia, I believe. We've did, which one was Homie the Clown was another one we did. Uh, I Love Lisa was another one. So many classic episodes. Bart on the Road was another recent one we did. Go yep. back, and it's just—it's always so great to go back. I remember our review of Home of the Vigilante was just us laughing the entire time. Very much so. So look, it's a very tight race. Yeah. Uh, leading up to this uh, upcoming, I won't say it's an inaugural episode of Guy in Springfield. Guy on Springfield. Guy I on mean, Springfield, yes. Previously, it's been—it's uh, been—it's gone by other titles, but we mm. finally decided a name. So, but it's a very tight race. Only one point between them. So, as Homer says in this episode. Pick one, jerks. We've got tight races, tight asses, and tight scripts here in All's Fair and Oven War. We're keeping it tight. We're keeping it tight. So, yeah, as I was saying, I really, really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the mix of the stories. I thought none of them really took away from the other. They just blended really well. They did, actually. Yeah, they ran along parallel lines. They didn't really intersect all that much. No, and Homer, Homer, it wasn't really about Homer or any of them. It was just Homer was just kind of there. Homer was there at the start, but I yes. think- the, the less of Homer we get lately, the better. That's what I'm finding with the, with the current episodes. I do agree with you on this point, Dan. All of his boneheaded construction stuff was, okay. <laughs> that, that may be the one slight letdown of the episode. And even that wasn't that bad. It was that just- to me just, but it felt like Tracy Ullman's short Homer. It felt like 
vintage Homer doing the the, the being a a, a a doofus is 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 Homer. But like when it comes to construction, he's always been like that. And sure. I, as a as a long time lifelong fan, that's the kind of Homer that I grew up with. So I didn't mind it. It wasn't the greatest, but it didn't it didn't offend me or anything. No, me neither. I wasn't offended by it at all. But it's like okay, yeah, this is most of this episode I found enjoyable and well crafted and all that mm. kind of stuff. And that part was just like okay, this is this. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't hate there. it, but it was like it, it, it's filler. Yep, I also really enjoyed the um, the innocence of the kids and how they had no idea what they were actually doing. And in some of the reviews I read, they go, "Oh yeah, so Bart's tenant is apparently talking about getting some." I'm like, "But he didn't know what it meant." Yeah, what did he say? <laughs> what did he say it was toys? Yeah, he goes, "I, I don't know, toys." <laughs> I, I love the innocence of that because when you're a kid, you go past the adult section in the in the video store. And you're like, "I know that's naughty, but I don't really know why yet." <laughs> yeah, and I think even as a child, you have an innate ability to sort of put the brakes on. Mm-hmm. You sort of realize, maybe not for me just yet. You know, mm, I'm, I'm flattered. Maybe you'd be a little curious, but the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I think this episode was very accurate in the way kids will sort of take baby steps towards adulthood, and sometimes you know they'll take one baby step too far. I thought this did a really good version. Uh, was a really good version of that in terms of like, don't try to grow up too fast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that as well. Hey, my favorite. So what were your favourite moments from All's Fair and Oven War? I liked quite a lot of this episode, I've got to say, uh, Dando. Um, mm-hmm. I've got to say, I, I, you've mentioned this guy's, this character's name. Yep. Uh, and I've forgotten it already, but he he's the guy who says the chicken wings are going straight to his thighs. Oh, uh, Mr. Largo. Largo, that's yes. it. I, I, was, I was like, Logan? I say, bon voyage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it Lance? Is it, yeah. is it Logan? <laughs> It's Mr. Lager. Yes. I like him a lot, and I liked his, uh, because that's the way I feel about chicken wings. Mm-mm, straight to my thighs, but bon voyage. <laughs> <laughs> and now every, everyone sounds like John Lovitz. He's very um, John Lovitz, isn't he? That's why he's so great. He is a bit. And look, um, I much prefer him to Sideshow Mel when it comes to chiming in on things like that. And then we get a bit of Sideshow Mel as well, which wasn't that bad. But yes, I'm a big fan of Lago, and I like that he did that. Um... <laughs> Long listeners of the show will realise that I've just got a, a big crush on Agnes, <laughs> so I'd love to full of urine. Yeah, <laughs> bladder's full, full of urine. <laughs> but I like it when she has rags on people and just going and you know tearing strippers of Marge. You're weak, weak. I love it. Are you putting your hair in my mixing bowl? Just the hair just in the mixing. Bowl. <laughs> uh, so I enjoyed that very much. I know I mentioned it before about Homer and how we think maybe a little a little Homer goes a long way yeah. in season 16. We say two episodes in. Um, but I really got a kick out of his Don Rickle-style insult to Millhouse. It's, it's, it's Millhouse. Yeah, well, your father's no house. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's great. And then uh, the, but I like that he followed up with... Oh, you wouldn't be a little too hard on him. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe at least he yeah. acknowledged it. <laughs> Indeed. And look, there was uh, probably my favourite visual gag from this, and this was a really well directed episode yeah. as well. It had a lot. Of, it was very visually strong. Just the kids spreading the facts of life exponentially throughout the neighbourhood. You know, like it's really good. But Bart Milhouse. Bart Milhouse and then whoever else, and everyone just, ah, ah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was great. I, I loved Homer. Homer was like, 
Oh, it's better to hear it from me now than from their parents when they're old enough. <laughs> uh, look, there are a few other things, but I'd, I think I'd like to talk about those uh, yep. as we uh, go throughout the episode. But Dando, what did you enjoy? Well, most of those moments as well, but I also liked Marge's use of bosom rags to, d- to describe play dudes. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> As well as Ralph's uh, grilled crown sandwich and oh, forcing God. Wiggum to eat it. Because I'm just like, it just, it was so relatable. Like when your kids, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, whatever, fine, I'll eat it. Do you taste the thumbtacks? Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> like I can imagine Elliot going, can you taste the dog shit? <laughs> Have you have the kids been into the kitchen yet? Have they ever sort of prepared anything? I made it for you, Daddy. Oh, the, uh, no, well they've helped us cook things, but they've never made something themselves. I don't trust them. They're, they're, oh, not no. there yet. No, no. But uh, what, one last thing that I really enjoyed was Homer imagining meeting the food personalities. <laughs> and I know they weren't using the actual names, but no. <laughs> literally squeezing the life out of the Twinkie. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Next question. You there eating the paste? All right, it is time for some trivia. But before we do that, what do we do, Mr. Davis? We always read out our beloved $20 patrons and we give them a shout-out. Roll call. Uh, and we also uh, will give at least one of them a nickname. It's up to you. I'm going to choose the uh, the patron, the $20 patron of the week, and you're going to give them on the spot a new name. We're going to see how good you are. Are you ready? No no pressure. The okay. $20 patron of the week goes to Zach Pruitt. Now, keep in mind, he is the, the man who hosts his own community podcast. Oh. So, Zach Pruitt, go for it. He's our patron of the of the week. What name have you got for him? Other than just do it to it, Zach Pruitt? Do it to it, Zach Pruitt. I like it. Do it to it, Zach Pruitt, the $20 patron of the week. Thank you so much and let's support, go, And Zach. by all means, if you've got ears to do so, uh, check out his community podcast. What, yep, what's it, it is called, called you? you Can't Disappoint a Podcast. You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, as opposed to Full Finger Discount, which disappoints on the regular. Every single week. Also, shout out <laughs> to- Like, clock whack. Christopher Trent Darby, Andrew Zerr, Jordan Molman Richie, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Sally Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, as we just said. Two mentions, two two readouts. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Grand Skipper Noah, and Declan Phoenix. Thank you guys for your ongoing support by being $20 Four Finger Discount patrons. All right, Mr. Davis, it is now time for some trivia for All's Fair and Oven War. You kick off this week. Fine, I'll go right ahead. Mm -hmm. We see one cover of Play Dude more than almost any other. Do you remember the girls of which college are featured? Is it Kent? You're half right. Kent Kent University? Kent State. Yeah, you got it. I'll take half a point. Okay. (laughs) Apparently, there's a, a, a play on words with the subtitle of that as well. Something about Ohio, four O in Ohio, yeah, or something. I, I, it's lost on me. Maybe it's a maybe if you're, if you're local, if you're American, you might get it. I'm not too any, sure. any of our Ohio buddies, mm. uh, please let us know. Let us know. Yes. My first question is: Black Dracula is a congressman where? <gasps> North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia. You kind of got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a state in America. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next question? What is the name of the contractor company hired to do the kitchen? I knew you were going to pick this and I didn't <laughs> write it down. What was it? It's J&J Construction. J&J Construction. 
they're not even trying with the names anymore. <laughs> that would that would one hundred percent. That would have been a visual gag a at gag. some stage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my next question is: What book is Thomas Pynchon going to put Marge's recipe in? Um, the Gravity's Rainbow Cookbook. Correct. Well done. <laughs> but, yeah. By the way, I, I, yeah, I love that Pynchon was back. Mm. <laughs> just <laughs> for someone who is not- notably reclusive, just being a shameless self-promoter of his own wo- of his own work. And Good he apparently wrote his own jokes or helped write his own jokes, and he refused mm. to put down Homer. I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah. He, he respected Homer too much to uh, to disrespect him. Mm. Yep, there you go. All right, what's your final question? It's not even my final question. I've got Ooh. so many for you. Oh, my. <laughs> um, what is the name of the oven fresh mascot? Uh, it's Billy something, isn't it? Mm. Billy, uh, I can't what say you, the word. I what, can't, I can't, you, I can't say the word. What do you put word. in to make, you make soup with it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to say the word. What is it? Bouillon. Bull- yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't eat them. <laughs> You're not meant to eat them. I know, oh. I know what, I know what oh, I'm thinking of croutons. I'm thinking of croutons. Yes. <laughs> croutons you eat. Bouillon cubes. Well, maybe there are people out there who eat bouillon cubes. <laughs> the, the, Ra- the Ralph Wiggins of the world, I think, they eat them. Mm, that's I'll, too much flavour. I liked that moment where he's like, don't look at my human eyes. <laughs> <laughs> my final question is when they were when they were opening up the oven fresh bake off, they had a previous Auntie Oven Fresh, whatever the mm. name of it. Which year was she from? Oh man. It was two years before the original Melbourne Olympics. There you go. So nineteen fifty four. Correct. Well done. <laughs> I do know my Olympics. <laughs> I do know my Olympics. <laughs> i got to stop doing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last question for you. Yes. On what dollar amount does per week does Marge feed a family of five? That would be $12 per week. That she puts, is, I think, sawdust in the meatloaf. Sawdust in the burgers or the meatloaf, yeah. With something along those lines, yes. So there you go. That is trivia for All's Fair and Oven War. It's been a hell of a good time. It's now time for us to take a short break, but when we return, we'll have our full in-depth review. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. The original air date of All's Fair in Oven War was November 14th, 2004. It was written by Matt Salmon, as we discussed earlier, and directed by Mark Kirkland. There was no chopboard gag, but the couch gag was where the couch is seen outside in just like a clear open space, and it's on a catapult, and then it shoots the Simpsons family miles and miles and miles away, much like the cat in uh, the the Beer Baron episode. What was it called? Homer versus the... 18th Amendment? 18th Amendment. 18th Amendment. That's the one. Yes. That's correct. That's the one. By the way, if one wanted to be fancy, you could actually mm. refer to that uh, catapult as a trebuchet. Why would we do that? Is that what they're actually called? I think the French invented it and the original name was a trebuchet. Oh, there you go. Catapult's way more fun to say. It kind of is. Catapult. Catapult. Prepare trebuchet. the catapult. Catapult. Prepare the trebuchet. No, <laughs> yeah, no. That, that's pretty fancy. Yeah, it's a bit too fancy. Yeah, it is too fancy. I don't like it. Anyway, <laughs> the episode kicks off with the family watching what, Mr. Davis? Can you remember? It was Blackula versus Black Dracula? I think it's Blackula meets Black Dracula. Or meets Black Dracula. Okay. Yeah, because they're friends. Well, that's the, I think, now I they, think what, you they, meet what, a honky rink. 
<laughs> there was an actual Blackula movie. Was there, was not, okay. there was not a Black Dracula movie okay. because Blackula and Dracula. The same thing. Black, yes. Drac- yeah. Black plus Dracula equals Blackula. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, by the way, they're pretty good movies. Blackula and Scream, Blackula Scream. Mm, has, it got, has, it, has it got your favourite actress in it? Pam Greer? No, the one... F- yeah, 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 that's her, yes. Pam Greer was in Scream, Blackula Scream. I knew she would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the the guy playing Blackula is a... <laughs> sorry to get all nerdy on you. It's a guy named William Mate, Marshall. This, you're listening to a podcast discussing season 16 of The Simpsons. I'm pretty sure we're all nerdy here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was like this Shakespearean actor named William Marshall. And, you know... It's a film called Blackula. You expect it's going to be a bit sort of, eh, don't know about this. This guy's, this guy's really going for it. He's like Morgan Freeman. He's just got this incredible, you know, Aura. lovely, rich voice. And he's got this beautiful accent. Like, My name is Blackula. <laughs> does he say it like that? Like he wants to bust out a move? He really Blackula. does. <laughs> it's also got really funky theme music. Uh, oh, I'm awesome. going to... I. Is it like heat, again, wave, heat wave style? A little bit, yeah. It's it's like seventies black exploitation music. Yeah. Once again, listeners, we're going to go back to that thing where I promised to put a whole lot of stuff up on the patrons page about here's a link to this. But there's so much good stuff in this episode that I might have to uh, once again make promises that I'll never keep. But, so it, what, what was it? Scream, Scream, Blackula. Was it? Well, the, there's there's Blackula, and then yep. there's Scream, Blackula, Scream. The sequel. Scream, Blackula, Scream. Okay, cool. I have to check them out. Yeah, maybe, well, obviously these would have been a takeoff of that, or an homage to that, I should say. But yeah. Certainly. Well, I think the guy, I think the Blackula animated one is very much like the real Blackula, if, okay. if you know what I mean. <laughs> Not the real Blackula. Bart then enters with some cookies and some business cards that he got from the open house next door. The first thing I thought was, what happened to the um, to the family next door, Laura Powers and, and Ruth? They're gone. Oh, yeah. They, they were the next door neighbours. Because I must admit, there are gaps in my Simpsons knowledge. I'm like, well, I know that the Flanders live next door. Well, they live on the yeah. other side, the Flanders. But who's, on then, the, yeah, but yeah. who's on the other side? Because <laughs> you, you had the old couple. Remember the, remember the old couple that were, were sitting at the front and he's like, looks like old Simpsons going to kill himself. And then they laugh <laughs> at him. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but yeah, Bart throws the business cards at him, whatever. And then Homer's and Marge go for ha- to have a look-see. It's one of those things when there's an open house nearby, you just you feel the urge to go check it out. It's like, I've walked past and driven past that house so many times, I'd love to see what's behind <laughs> that front door. That's and true. as much as, I just want to compare myself, compare my lifestyle to the other neighbours. That's, that's the only reason we do it. <laughs> and, but Homer says, I don't want to buy this house because I don't want to live next, next door to myself. And then Marge is absolutely amazed by the, by the kitchen that's inside. They've got a sub-zero fridge, a bread maker maker. <laughs> As well as a walk-in microwave. And Indeed. Homer's going to make some. By the way, before we get to that, Homer is actually imagining living next door to himself, and it's not not pretty. No, no, no. That's what I was saying. He doesn't live next door to himself because he's too noisy. So he smacks himself over the head with a with a bat or something. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> and well, Homer, Homer is one of the Homers has been a jerk and playing Journey too loud. It's um, separate ways by Journey. Someday love will find you. Journey's Break great. those <laughs> chains that bind you. Oh, I better not do that too loud because I think one of our listeners was listening to um, the podcast on the train and I did a yeah. Roseanne impersonation. They said, ah! <laughs> you blew my ears out when I edited it. I thought I toned it down enough. Oh, clearly, oh. I didn't. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. No more singing. Unless, unless of course, you'd like to hear more singing. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear your rendition of Don't Stop Believing at some point. Maybe get a few beers into you. Uh. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, as Homer's in the walking microwave cooking some popcorn and his hair catches on fire. <laughs> 
Back at the Simpsons' house and the kitchen is just falling apart around Marge. Even Marge is falling apart around Marge. Yeah, yeah. Marge says, you look, Homer, I knew we wouldn't be living in luxury when I married you. Homer's like, and I kept that vow. <laughs> <laughs> but she wants a new kitchen. And Homer says, look, you're not going to buy one. I'm going to build one. She's like, look, I know the sentiment's there. I appreciate that, but we should probably hire a contractor. And he's just, I love his theory. A contractor? Those guys are the biggest crooks around. They charge for materials and labor. Pick one, jerks. So Homer attempts to build the kitchen. And he get, as we were discussing earlier, you weren't a huge fan, but it's just it just felt like classic old school. Yeah. It's almost like Kramer-esque comedy, this, isn't it? Like a nice bit of physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. But just more dumbed down than what Kramer would be. But yeah, he gets the, the hammer into the PowerPoint, shoots himself back into the fridge, tries it again. <laughs> Marsh just turned the power off, so he goes to do that and... After that, she finds the plagues in the roof. Stop demolishing stuff along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were just in a house with a hammer allowed to demolish stuff, it would be so fun. I'd just smashing down some walls. Have you ever been to one of those demolition rooms? Or No, but it looks amazing. It does, it does look like fun. Yeah, it certainly does. And I imagine doing a podcast with me on the regular would be frustrating enough for you to go in and just vent. <laughs> you know, Fucking guy. <laughs> Smash. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what, is that what Quint says in... um? In, in Jaws, son of a bitch. Isn't that, isn't that one of his lines? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Probably. It, does, it does sound very quint. But Marge finds Homer's play dudes. Are you hiding them from me? Well, I was trying to. Do you, have you ever <laughs> hidden something from a spouse? Um, I don't oh, think yeah. I have. I've never hidden something from somebody. I've hidden something from my parents. I mean, I, I, I definitely tra- owned a yeah. dirty magazine at some point. It might have ever been dirty. It might have been like a zoo magazine that had like some raunchy bikini photos or something. Probably <laughs> like, something like, like that. 13-year-old yeah. me was like, ooh, we can see her nipples through the bra. Better hide this. <laughs> <laughs> but Marge says she's going to cut out all the naked ladies because Homer tells a fib, a big white lie, mm. a little white lie, and says he only wants them for the articles. That's not the truth. I must correct you, uh, Dano. She is going to cut out all the erotic nudes. Erotic nudes. Okay, yeah. I like the, the playing with, like I said, the, the bosom rags. It's very, <laughs> very well written this episode by Matt yeah, Sullivan. And it struck me as a very, it's a very Marge turn of phrase. Erotic, erotic nudes. nudes. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? The uh, show that got me through my, um, my youth, Erotic Tales. Ooh. <laughs> erotic Tales on SBS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's happening. <laughs> I just remember there was, well, because they were from all over the world, right? But there was one Australian yeah. one. Oh, I didn't see that one again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it featured, uh, <laughs> I feel really gross saying this because I doubt she's listening to it, but it featured Claudia Carvin from The Secret Life of Us. I, and, I know um, her by Facebook, my name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well-renowned Australian actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, she takes her shirt off in it. <laughs> I will never forget. Watching erotic tales on SBS. I think it was after like South Park or whatever. It was on late at night. I remember having it turned down, but then like <laughs> Mum walked in as I was watching it, and instead of hitting the volume turned down, I hit the volume turn up button. Just <laughs> I'll never I'll never forget this. Just as a guy was saying to the girl, "Move your ass around a bit. It's like fucking a zombie." That's what <laughs> that's what happened Good on Lord. the TV when my mum walked in. Ah. <sighs> That was not a. That was that was an awkward situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then she explained the facts of life to you. Yes, that's exactly right. But anyway, getting back to All's Fair and Othermore, how do we get to that? Oh yeah, erotic nudes. Erotic nudes. Uh, yeah. So she goes and she cuts them out and returns them, and Homer's just absolutely shattered. He doesn't want to do it anymore, so he throws them in the bin. What man would want you now? Yeah. <laughs> cuts them. Barton Millhouse finding them. Whoa, play 
dudes. Let the blossoming of Millhouse begin. I gotta be honest, I don't see what all the hubbub is about. Hey, the lady in this picture is hot. She can calamine my hives anytime. That's Congresswoman Bella Abzug. Ciao, Bella. The grown-ups in this magazine are pretty cool. I could make the treehouse look like this. Then we could have orgies, whatever they are. We'll be Play-Dude Playmates. We are Play-Dude Playmates. We are Play-Dude Playmates. It's actually a really clever way of getting this story off the ground because you can't just have Barton Millhouse ten year olds reading dirty magazines. No. But the fact that Marge cuts it out first, I was like, that's well played, Matt Salmon, well played. Yeah, and they're old school play dudes, which you know, clearly a, a you know, a, a riff on Playboy, and Playboy in its, you know, sort of heyday, really viewed itself as a an upmarket men's magazine, you know, like Esquire or Gentleman's Quarterly or something. It, you know, it had I think the, the Simpsons has talked about um, yeah, has talked about this about it's tips on high-end stereo equipment or, or how to make the perfect martini and all this kind of stuff. So, it, yeah, it makes sense that, yeah, once you get rid of the naked ladies, the erotic nudes, yeah, it would be full of stuff that's for the modern man. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there anything close to, like, upper porn these days? Cause do people, is, this, is Playboy still printed or is it just online? I think it's just online now. Okay. And they, it went through a phase... Where it's like, <laughs> I won't say it got woke, but it was like, we're not going to be about, you know, the objectification of women anymore. If we're going to have women in they you know, we might have good looking ladies, but they'll probably be in swimsuits or something like that. And I think everyone was just like, oh, we, can get, we can get that anywhere. I, I, I've, ne- I've never in my life owned a Playboy. Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 but... Dan, I'm I, a, need, I'm a, I need to know I, how to set up my hi-fi system. So, <laughs> I'm a child of the of the seventies and eighties, and you know, pre-internet. <laughs> if you wanted to look at naked ladies, which, as a red-blooded heterosexual male, I wanted to do on occasion, paternally horny. It's like, yeah, I'm eighteen years old, and um, I'll have this copy of Playboy, please. <laughs> Uh, and honestly, it did, it actually did have really good art. I remember they, they, their film That's critic keep was justifying, actually, keep justifying. No, no, their film <laughs> critic was really good. Was he? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Was that like a, a lifelong dream of yours to be the film critic of Playboy? <laughs> it would have been a nice side hustle, absolutely. It would have been, yeah. It would have been. But yeah, no, I, I, I owned a bunch of, uh, of Playboys at some stage. I don't know where they are now. I've probably just pegged them, probably just threw them out. Speaking of side hustles, Bart's going to turn his treehouse into a Playboy Mansion-esque room. Where he's going to have lots of orgies, whatever they are. <laughs> be- By the way, uh, something I liked—they opened it up and they you could sort of see oh, the, cu- the cutout. Yeah, the cutout. You, you see the the, the cutout of the la- of the um, yeah. erotic, of the nudes. erotic nudes. Yes, but the artwork of like the Playboy Grotto or the man's den or whatever it was very much like uh, the artwork by an artist that I like named who goes by the pen name Shag. Appropriately okay. enough, mm-hmm. um, I've got a few of his prints uh, here at my house. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of pop art, and I'll, again, I'll put it. I'll put a couple of pictures up on the uh, on the Facebook group. <laughs> but Look, when, I, when, I, when I see rooms like this, though, I just immediately think of you. I feel like that that's like your ideal house. It would be great, you know, if I had the means and the wherewithal. I'd be like, mm, this would be a nice way to live. <laughs> but then looking at a few prior to this episode, and it's funny. Because we're going to record an episode of uh, South Park. Not without uh, my anus. Yeah, an episode of going down to South Park. Uh, 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the the first episode of season two, which is all Canada all the time, and a lot of the shag faces look very Canadian. They're very like, hey, buddy. So, <laughs> How so, great, by the way, is that meme I sent you today, the Spider-Man toy? That is very good. <laughs> you broke my Spider-Man, buddy. You broke Uncle Ben. <laughs> we'll put that up there as well. Yes. But, uh, yes, big fan of that early Playboy lifestyle when it was about – Gentlemen, we know you like looking at ladies who maybe aren't wearing their clothes, but, you know, you're a bit more sophisticated than that too. You'd like to know how to uh, cook the perfect risotto for that, you know, that special partner. Or If, you, if you're looking for a layover, here's how. <laughs> I think they mentioned, like, the, the author John Cheever or someone like that. I mean, yeah, it's... it's what's what's the, uh, the, the, the guy who wrote the episode again? Matt Salmon. Matt Salmon, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll bet, Who's still, I'll, still, still a producer on the show. We, we've interviewed him a couple of times. Yeah, great dude. Let's get him on the line because I bet dollars to donuts that he had like a bunch of, um, you know, just vintage Playboys. I went back and re-listened, re-listened to my interview with Matt Salmon oh, about six months ago and I was like, Matt and Guy would have a good old chin wag. I feel like you guys are oh. on the same wavelength. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank you, He was talking about his love of, and forgive me, because and he actually pointed out that not many people in my generation know him. He's the guy that played Phoebe's partner, Gary the Cop, on Friends. Oh, that's Michael Rappaport. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's from uh, True Romance, and it, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you you and Matt could literally talk for half an hour about that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get let's get Matt on the line at some stage. Yeah, I'll tweet him tonight. See if we can organise it. <laughs> well, yeah. Tell him he's got a you know a big fan in Hern Hill, Geelong, because I appreciate a lot of the shout outs he did in this episode. Yes, alrighty. But uh, yeah, so Homer is now plastered the ceiling far too low. So March says it's time to call the contractor, and uh, I mean I I am so Homer in this. I am terrible. And when Marge says I went my when when Nicholas says I've called in the guy, I'm like oh now I don't feel like a man anymore. Mm. <laughs> I think this is a very common man thing, though. Yeah, though. yeah. Any, it's- anytime it's because like, I'm, I am not handy. No, nah, neither. I can't even fucking put a floating shelf in. <laughs> That's. I actually bought floating shelves from Temple and Webster. Our friends at Temple and Webster. <laughs> I love referring to everybody as our friends. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll become our friends. Yes. But these are floating shelves. And I thought I'm going to put these up in the bedroom, this way up the wall. And just put a few books on there. It's just gonna, it's, it's gonna add that little je ne sais quoi to the room. It's gonna be really nice. It'll be, you know, play dude style. Still in the box. I haven't taken yeah. them out. <laughs> it's cup, but you rest your cups on them now. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I bought like a fan from Bunnings. And I remember the days when you used to buy a fan from Bunnings and it was already assembled. This one you got to assemble. I'm like, what the fuck? You got to assemble. No, no, a $20 Kmart fan, pre-assembled. It's the way to go. Think of, yeah, but it's too late because I've already taken it out of the box yeah. and I can't put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> so at some stage, I'm either going to have to get on YouTube and like, how do you assemble Bunnings fan? Or you, yeah, and, and the results or are I'll how get to get your life I'll in get, order. I'll, <laughs> I'll get the lovely Louise to do it because he's, she's actually pretty good at that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you've told me that. That's good. Yeah. All right. But anyway, Homer's not impressed at all that Marge is calling the contractor. Thanks for taking the job. I'm sorry my husband is being so difficult. Get lost, crook. That's all right, Mrs. Simpson. Many husbands feel emasculated when their wife must turn to a professional to satisfy her remodeling needs. Why don't you just kiss her? I'm gay. But I have a subcontractor that does that sort of thing for me. I like to kiss. Mm-hmm. Now, don't you worry. Your kitchen will be done in three weeks. 
So it says, I'll be done in three weeks. Two years later, the kitchen's finished. That was funny. I like the, the two years about, later. The only thing about that gag is that it throws the time of the B story out. It does. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, the kitchen is now incredible. And I've always got, I've got here, Nicola, she's always wanted a bigger kitchen. Like the kitchen in our house is, if you're going to build a new house, make sure you get a good kitchen. Go buck wild with the kitchen. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're going to spend a lot of your time in there. And the bigger the kitchen, the better the food. I don't know why that is, but the more room you have, the more freedom. You just, you're, you're ready to go. Yeah, it's you good. know, and you can put a little music on and, you know, have a little dance Where around my baby. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'd be doing Peter Allen. <laughs> I don't know why they get you look like you were shaking maracas, so I'm just like... <laughs> no, that was just doing a bit of a groove. Oh, the, oh, the jiggle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but Homer points out that the kitchen cost $100,000. And much says, well, now about just cook some chicken wings? That's good. I'll take that. Yep, good. So we're now at the church potluck. I don't know what this is. It's just like a, short, a church fair or something, is it? Uh, Pretty much. You know, a potluck dinner is just... You know what a potluck dinner is, right? No, yeah. I don't actually, no. Oh, it's just... it's Ladies bring a plate. Essentially, the other Australian oh, version. Just like, just like a, a morning tea where everyone brings a plate of food. Everyone just, brings a plate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, essentially. Uh, but I did like that the uh, church had the little logo up. What a friend we have in cheese puffs. Yes, exactly right. Or cheesy puffs. Cheese puffs. As Cutman would say. Yeah, my cheese puffs. Same old stuff. Meatloaf, casserole, tuna loaf, loaf of roll, casserole loaf. Mudge Simpsons wasabi buffalo wigs? Oh, an Eastern twist on a Western New York favorite. These wings are going straight to my thighs, and I say bon voyage. I'm wondering how good these would be. Buffalo sauce, what is, I don't eat wings so what's nor do i really but what's 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 buffalo sauce that's more spicy right it's it's pretty hot and then wasabi is super spicy as well not a fan i'm not a fan of hot shit no ridiculous ordered indian like two weeks ago and she forgot to tell him to do it mild i was like ah my tongue (laughs) (laughs) but i had to eat it though because nicola was eating i'm like i need to feel like a real man (laughs) i'll try to phrase the story as delicately as possible but there's a, a very nice bakery in Geelong, that lovely Louise and I, I'll duck out on a Saturday morning, go down to, let's name it, Born and Bread off mm-hmm. Paco. Our friends are Born and Bread. Our friends are Born and Bread, who do this, well, they were doing it for a while, then they stopped, but now they brought it back. It's the jalapeno scone. Oh, so a ring stinger. And that's the term that the lovely Louise used. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, these are really great, but yeah, a bit of a ring stinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a pizza at Pizzas of Attitude. Our friends at Pizzas of Attitude. And they might even still have it. It's called the Ring Stinger. <laughs> I, had, I, had pizza, I had pizza with Attitude the other night. So good. Yeah. <laughs> serious Attitude. <laughs> <laughs> this pizza's got serious attitude. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Marge's Buffalo Wings are an absolute hit. They're an Eastern twist on a Western New York favourite. Hmm. And then we get there, as you were discussing earlier, going straight to my thighs. <laughs> bon voyage. <laughs> uh now at the Quickie Mart, and Flanders praises Marge's cooking. He says he was going to enter the Oven Fresh Bake Off, but he, he wouldn't have a Hindu's chance in heaven if he entered against the art, Marge. I was like, ooh. Uh, then she says that uh, I want to enter because I'll become the new face of Auntie Oven Fresh. I'll, I'll be yeah. famous. And Apudin discusses that he's also got a dream. His dream was once coming to America and starting a family, and his new dream is ditching his family and sneaking back to India as Steve Barnes. Steve Barnes, yes. I wonder if that's a, a combo of... Captain America's Steve Rogers and the Winter Soldier's Bucky Barnes. Hey, we'll have to ask Matt when we interview. Uh, ask our friend Matt. <laughs> friend Matt's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wonder if we started the interview by saying, we're here with our friend Matt Summon. You go, I ain't your friend, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Say what now? <laughs> you said there'd be no friendships. <laughs> but uh, we also got a, a little uh, payoff later on with the, with the, the Apu wanting to leave India. Mm. I leave for India with the um, it's like father of eight disappears or something. Is, yeah, but yeah. Um, and then Homer's reading the paper with what Steve Barnes something or something. Yeah, something open, open convenience store. Yeah. But Martin, uh, Bart Milhouse now listening to Miles Davis and I was like, man, this is this is guys kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, do they start to start singing? No need for singing to Miles Davis. No singing, absolutely no words. not. By the way, this track is called Boblicity. It is okay. from the seminal Miles Davis album, Birth of the Cool, although mm. it is also featured on the Essentials Miles Davis, a very nice primer if you want to get into one of the great jazz musicians of all time. Whenever I hear Miles Davis... You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Well, yeah. <laughs> well Peeing your also, pants is cool and call me Miles Davis. <laughs> He's also the patron saint of pants pissing. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I just, uh, I'm feeling the ghost of Miles Davis reaching down. You honky motherfucker. <laughs> I just, <laughs> honky. No, Miles Davis is apparently not a gentleman to be trifled with. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, no, it just... Ill-tempered. <laughs> um, hey, when you when you're that good, you can be ill-tempered. Very much so. But I remember hearing some story. I, I'm trying to remember if I heard this in. The First movie. of all, is it true? That's the thing. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I heard this in the movie Collateral or I heard it somewhere else. But apparently, like some you, you white- watch movies so often now you can't tell real life from film. That is correct. <laughs> I've fucked it all up. Yeah. <laughs> I. I can't remember if this is in Collateral or I heard it somewhere else, but like some very nice white couple were out to broaden their horizons. This is some jazz. And, you know, the, the young man, this is in like the 50s or something. And the young man went up to Miles and said, I just wanted to congratulate you on your... You motherfucker, you get the fuck away from me. Take your bitch to. <laughs> it's like, no worries, yes, Mr. Davis. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently, yes, didn't suffer fools gladly, or anyone gladly for that matter. Humble man, humble man Miles Davis, by the sounds of it. Humble but, man. you know, if you you make kind of blue, I think you can do you know pretty much anything you want for the rest of your life. Then Marge presents her entry, and it is dessert dogs, deep fried cookie dough with meringue buns, cherry ketchup, and caramel mustard. Is it just mm, me, mm, or does mm, that look A-OK? Yes. <laughs> and I can't believe they put it down later. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sounds delicious, but um, it's a de- as Bart says, it's a, it's a dessert, but it's hot dogs, so it's good for you. Do you ever justify <laughs> junk food so you can eat it? You're like, oh, well, it's got some lettuce in there somewhere, so it's okay. I think I've gone beyond that stage. That's, that's, it's, like- it's, it's an apple pie, if I, I'll have you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting the creme brulee pie tonight, I'm getting the no, apple pie. They're not that great. I have one as well. Not great. They're fine, but meh. The apple pie is back. Yes, the apple pie is much better. But then Homer tries it, Marge, I don't want to alarm you, but I think I love you. And she sends the recipe away, gets the um, the letter back, and she has been accepted. They tried it. They did the old bait and switch first, though. Like, ah, screw them. You're um, you're in. <laughs> then Ralph doesn't get accepted, but he makes makes Chief Wiggum eat his grilled crown sa- crown. How do you say crayon crayon, crayon. sandwich? I always say crown crayon sandwich. You're like an American referring to caramel as caramel. Caramel, yeah. But yeah, I, I just found this very relatable. Pretending to bite it. You had to pretend bite it. I'm like, motherfucker, how did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> You're meant to be. I've been on this planet for like two and a, two and a half decades longer than you. Well, uh, Elliot beat me at a video game the other day. And he's what, just, what, what? And, and, and he goes, do you know why I beat you? Because you're old. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's happened. Wow. <laughs> 
But uh, then we get Brockman introducing the Bake Off. Meanwhile, Bart is at school showing off his new Hefner look. And everyone's mm. sort of like, oh, what's all this about? And he invites everyone to a sip and quip at his Play Dude Treehouse this Saturday. Be there or be square. I want to be a triangle. Yeah, you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Ralph. But he would spoil the mood. He would, yes. Marge is now um, cooking. And she says, it's weird that you got no tipsy father behind me. Grab me from behind. I'm like, I mean, I'm not usually tipsy because I very rarely drink. But when Nicola's cooking, I don't think she's ever cooked a meal without me squeezing the bum. At least once. <laughs> I've been known to get a little handsy when, uh, you know. <laughs> you have to do it. They're cooking the your kitchen. food and you're like, oh, I love you even more now. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> Later on, I'll do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and then play, play your cards right now. Clean those plates. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reminded of... Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? Of course. Yes, I'm not that yeah, much of an idiot. I'm, I'm just reminded of that bit where he goes... They're watching the porno movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He goes, you won't believe what happens next. He fixes the cable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that just reminded me of that for some reason. Oh, man. Uh, what, what a great soundtrack, by the way. Bill Lebowski. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that that um, just uh, I just checked in to see what condition my condition was in. I had no idea that was Kenny Rogers. Really? Yeah. Wow, wait. As in, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Yeah, I, I, the gambler. I know who Kenny Rogers is. Yeah. I, of course, <laughs> but, you know. But, uh, yeah, so he wasn't just sipping quick, doesn't invite Ralph. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so she's going to get squeezed from behind from Homer. But then we get Billy... Is it Bullion? Bullion. Billy Bullion, the cube uh, mascot. Don't look at my human eyes. I really yes. enjoyed that. <laughs> it would be awkward if you're a mascot at the theme park, people looking straight at your eyes. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I always find it awkward when I'm talking to them. I don't want to talk when I'm with them. Like, do you... Do you look at the Do you look at the mouth? Do you look at the eyes? What well, What do you look at? Because it's it's weird. I'd look at the eyes. Yeah, they're, you, they're, they're trying to remain in character. Buy into it, I guess. Let yeah, them yeah. look at you. You don't look at them. Yeah. Uh, then host Stuart makes fun of Marge's tasty fake, and I was like, "Go away, Stuart! You meanie! You Indeed. big old meanie, Bobini!" <laughs> We're now at the play do party, and that's the only negative—not none of a negative—but the thing that sort of took me out of the moment of this episode, but was just inviting the kids, right? So we, we had the introduction to the bake-off. The bake-off has started. The next scene, Bart's at school saying, come to my sip and quip this Saturday. Next scene, Marge is at the bake-off. Next scene is the party. What, was she just there for days? How, how have we gone from at school to already at the sip and quip when, when the bake-off is still the same day? Yeah, that's a good question. We're going to have to uh, hit up our friend Matt when he's uh, on the show. <laughs> our dear friend Matt Salmon. <laughs> I feel like now, because we do the, the, the South Park podcast, I want to do our dear friend, Matt Salmon. I have to do fucking <laughs> Trey Parker's news, news hey. reporter voice. Hey, buddy. We've got Matt Salmon here. <laughs> hey, buddy. That's <laughs> our buddy, guy. What a wonderful audience. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to stop this show from just turning into catchphrase central. So, I'm trying to talk with Miss November, and Charlie Callis over here is blocking my action with zit, whoot, zit, zit, whoot, whoot. Turns out he's choking on a peanut. Well, punch to the gut cleared that right up. <laughs> hey, Bart, me and Mrs. Krabappel, uh, we're going to go play some backgammon, if you know what I mean. I don't, but I hope you win. Oh, he's going to win. Some guys like a challenge, not me. I love these Charlie Keller story. I'll punch in the gut, he was fine. And then he goes to play some backgammon with Mrs. K, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, raunchy. <laughs> It's it's great car. Anytime you get to have the late great James Khan in anything, you put him in it, and he sounded uh, like he was having a great time as well. 
Yeah, but it, this was very apt because during the 70s, apparently, <laughs> apparently Mr. Khan moved into the Playboy Mansion. Did he really? Yeah, okay. he, um, he was bouncing back from a bad divorce mm-hmm. and was like, I think I just want to have fun for a while. So he moved into the Playboy Mansion. Didn't Jack Nicholson have like a secret passageway there underground or something? I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of like the ultimate Playboy? It's Jack Nicholson, right? I'd say so, although I think Jimmy Khan might give him a run for his money. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that line in the first Iron Man where, you know, the soldier says, mm. uh, Mr. Stoke, can I ask you a question? Did you? I heard that you went 12 for 12 with this year's, uh, you know, uh, the all the Maxim cover models. He goes, well, 13 because, you know, January was twins. But apparently <laughs> that was James Khan with, like, Playboy Playmates. Oh, okay. I, I can't. That's for the rest of the story. I, 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 heard it, I don't know if I heard it in a movie or whether it happened in real life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, apparently, yeah, but apparently James Khan and the Playboy Mansion were not unfamiliar to each other. So th- so this was a nice sort of share to have in that regard. I just enjoyed seeing Mrs. K be Mrs. K again. Which is like, oh, oh, yeah. he's, oh, he's going to win. I was like, whoo. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that great line. Some guys like a challenge. I don't. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> oh, and yeah, our our pal Mr. Car- <laughs> our friend James Carr <laughs> is no longer with us. Passed away a couple of weeks ago at the age of eighty-two, I believe. Mm, not too sure uh, the age, but yeah. Man lived a life. What a life! What yep. a lord! Yep. And for for millennials, he will always be uh, Buddy the Elf's father in Elf. Buddy, Buddy's dad in Elf. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that James Carr gave a generation of kids a film as well. Correct. Because he was known for being like the, the ruthless guy, the, the tough guy. Yeah. And he's still a, a, a playing a tough guy in Alf, but he comes around by the end. It's just nice that he's he's got, yeah. like Robin Williams has um has the genie and things like that. Like every, I think it's important that every actor has a film for their kids. But anyway, so we're now at the Bake Off and we got the Auntie Oven Fresh from 1954 saying, ribbons and trophies are no comfort on your deathbed. <laughs> and then Luigi starts scaling his fish onto Marge's food. Agnes throws her hair into Marge's mixing bowl. They're all sabotaging her. You're weak. Weak. Yeah, you're weak. It's just, uh, they're just horrible, horrible people taking advantage of Marge's kindness. Then the parents all arrive at the Simpsons' house to complain about Bart, uh, informing their kids about adult, adult <laughs> themes and unabashed dictionaries and the lesser short fiction of John Cheever. <laughs> That's... <laughs> as well, well as the, the, uh, the, the, the octopus in the bagpipe gang. Octopus in the, I love that Homer cracked up. Get busy with the bagpipe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's one of those gags that's just like, it's, it's always funny. Pretty <laughs> just try, what, trying to visualise it. Yeah. <laughs> what did Clancy say Ralph wanted? Ralph wanted he, he, to He wants to go on the pill. That's right. <laughs> Marge is still getting sabotage. And she says, don't worry, I can still, if I can feed a family of five on $12 per week, then I can do this. Well, that's yeah. right. Stuart, didn't Stuart spill all these you know, hot yeah. bananas all it's over? Just, yeah, and- everyone's just fucking her over. Yeah. But Stuart fucked himself up. Yeah, true. Yep, he sure did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but baking time is over. They need to get into the judging room before the metal door hits the floor. Marge gets in. How great was the visual gaggy of Agnes? <laughs> 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 the shape of Agnes hitting the door. She didn't get in in time. And Marge decides to use the baby E medicine to sabotage their food because she thinks no one else is around. But Lisa is watching through the keyhole. Even just like having the gag of the wet paint. like That was good. It's like it's just... It wasn't necessary, but it added to the scene. <laughs> As we've said, I mean, something we like about the best Simpsons episode is they never let anything go to waste. Huh. You know, and it's like, we got an opportunity to just throw another quick gag in here. Let's do that. 
It could have ended with the plot twist. So the plot it ended with a gag, and I, and I like that. Yeah, the paint on the, on Lisa's eye. Yes, we come back, and Homer is asking if Marge is winning, and Lisa's like, "Yeah, she's gonna win, but she's gonna lose her soul. But she's winning, right? Yes, and losing her soul, but she's gonna win. Yes, woohoo! Because <laughs> he thinks as long as she wins, then he gets to meet all the famous food personalities. <laughs> Look, it's it that kind of gag where it's like you know, it's the um, it's the frozen yogurt, cursed frozen yogurt. Yeah, yeah. That's good. It, that, yeah, it's a great format and, it, yeah, used well. It uh, works a treat. and I think it worked pretty well this time around. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, let's cut to... Uh, Kill and Twinkie the Twinkle the Kid. Favourite favorite food mascots. <laughs> he was my world. <laughs> Blood for cream. cream. And don't you always appreciate when they come back and Homer's chanting what he's yeah. thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of my... <laughs> What was I? I was listening to some other show the other day. I know, sorry. Um, but uh, and someone they played the legend of the dog faced woman. I was going to say, but is that some of those games? Yeah. yeah. And I just did a little giddy dance. I was like, did a little Snoopy dance. I was so happy to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, as I said earlier, we just reviewed. Um, actually, I don't think I mentioned this one. We reviewed. Uh, what's that episode called? Uh, Selma's Choice. A Selma's Choice. That's what Selma's Choice, yes. Which has one of the greatest endings of all time with her scene. Uh, you make me feel like a natural woman. Yeah, we just reviewed that for Gaia, Gaia and Springfield. Available <laughs> exclusively on Patreon. You can find that on our Patreon page, including all the other uh, revisited classic episodes on there, as well as well as other bunch of exclusive podcasts, including the Tales of Futurama and much, much more. But anyway, enough about enough. So maybe consider being a patron. Yeah, support the show and get. We live to give, so you give and we give a little bit more back in return. (laughs) Marge and Brandine are down to the final two because they're the only ones who didn't make them vomit and Marge didn't sabotage Brandine's because she thought it was garbage. Just because it was cooked in a garbage can doesn't make it garbage. Bart and Milhouse are still reading the play, dudes. They're still not understanding the gags, but they they know it's meant to be for adults, so they're just pretending like they understand what's going on. Would you excuse us, Milton? It's Milhouse. Yeah, and your father's no-house. Now scram. (laughs) Maybe I was a little hard on him. Oh, well. Bart, I know a father has no right to pry into the life of his 10-year-old son. But what's going on up here? I'm just spreading the play dude philosophy. High fives, Norman Mailer, getting some. Uh, um, what do you think some is? Uh, toys? <sighs> I thought I'd never have to do this, but it's time to tell you the facts of life. Do you know what a boob is? Oh, yeah. Good. That'll save us some time. Okay, why do you think your mother and I sleep in the same bed? Because we're poor? Exactly. And we're poor because we have kids. And the biological method by which children are created by a man and a woman is... Then the man... Better they hear it from me now than from their parents when they're old enough. Lisa then calls out Marge for cheating during the final. Well, not, not, actually, it's not quite the final yet. She says, you know, you're the only person I have left to look up to. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to look up the dad. And Marge, ex- and Marge explains here that she needs this to feel like she's worth something. And I was like, I get this. Yeah. Marge doesn't get, mu- doesn't, doesn't get much. And they were sabotaging her. She's like, fuck them. I'm, I'm fighting back for a change. No, look, I was... I was- Initially, we're like, yeah, Marge, sabotage those bastards. Go yeah, to hell. do it. Go for um, it. And I love the line in here about people knowing it as something other than the wife of a guy who doesn't go to work. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've called that out a few a few times yeah. about 
this guy still have a job? What's going does on? He still, does he still work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're now at the grand final. And Marge is about to cheat again, but then she gets Lisa's card. And I look up to you because you let me down. That's clever <laughs> and devastating. <laughs> Marge comes clean. She says, no, stop the contest. I can't I can't accept this because I cheated. And I like Mo here. Continuing the, the Mo gag. Yeah. Oh, we're both going to hell. That's when I'm going to make my move. And Brandine wins with her alcohol. And Homer then says here, and this was actually quite controversial, this line here, apparently. So Homer mm. says, you're still the best chef in the house. And Marge says, BFD, which Gee. means big fucking deal. Correct. When it originally aired, they actually censored out the F. Hmm. Yeah. They, it, was, it was like, oh, so, that's, that's a so, very ribald. So they, they cut out their own erotic nudes, yes. you might say. Yes, there you go. And um, yeah, so that apparently was a big deal in the UK as well. You had to cut, and that had to cut out a lot of the um, the things that Barton Millhouse were talking about in the UK airing because it aired at six oh. o'clock and they couldn't have kids hearing that kind of stuff. I'm like, was it really? Like, I mean, they're saying well, the word orgies, but- I guess if you say, I guess if they're watching it, they can then go to their parents and say, "What's an orgy?" But if, you know, yeah. if you're a parent, you can just say, "I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I literally don't know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, otherwise they're sort of like yeah, mildly ribald mm. uh, stuff, like you know, um, getting some. some. Yeah, some guys like canned, but uh, some people like to squeeze their own tomatoes. Yeah, I like, some, that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's innocent. <laughs> it's yes, dumbass, sophisticated humor. Brandine is now Auntie Ovenfresh. She's on all the um, on all the packets, and she's left Cletus for James Khan, and we get a little Godfather parody once again. Indeed, yes, they they shot Sonny on the causeway to to quote uh, Robert Duvall in the in the original Godfather. Look how they massacred my boy. That's it. Next time I fly. I thought it was a really good appearance from James Khan. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and our timing is good too, given that uh, yeah, Mr. Khan recently passed away. Yes. So uh, I just thought overall this was a really, really fun episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was so much to enjoy in this. Yeah, we're off to a flying start with uh, with season 16. Yeah. Things, and and things are only going to get better from here. I, I, I tried three different reviews of this and they were all scathing. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I won't what? have it. No. <laughs> I won't, I won't have, have it. it. <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? That even without the erotic nudes, Play Dude still has much to teach a man. It does, especially I learned that always carry one around when dealing with uh, stewardesses on an air flight. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants a layover. As long as, long as uh, the lovely Louise and Nicola aren't around, right? Correct. Oh, we're lying. We would never do that. We would never do that. Never do it. <laughs> yeah, what are you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> From this day forward, your name shall be... All right, it is now time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship, round two of the championship for season 16. The current leaderboard, after the first episode, which was Trios of Horror 15, saw the leaderboard stand at this. In third position, we had Philip Hawkins on one point. In second position, we had Fergus Jeffs on two points. And in first position, we had Brian Hughes on three points. All right, take it away, Mr. Davis. All right, one point... Goes to the cook and the hef. The cook and the hef. I like it. That is from our man, Philip J. Hawkins, which puts him on now two points. Ooh, nice one, Philip J. Mm. Two points go to Baking Bad. Oh, that's great. Well done. That's um, Speaking of Breaking Bad, the actual show Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul. I forgot that it returned. So I've got like four episodes to watch now. So I'm happy. I've got... <laughs> I've got Caesars to watch. I'm so yes. far behind on, on Better Call Saul. I feel bad about that. Great show. Make sure you do it. Yep. 
so that goes to our friend, our dear friend, Adam Vergona, who has not been on the leaderboard so far this year. So well done, Adam Vo- Vergona. Al Vergona. Two points. And the three points three. goes to who? Three points to three points go to whoever gave us. Don't go bacon my heart. Oh, how good's that? Don't it's go back in my heart. It's pretty neat, and you know <laughs> it's got baking, and it's also got don't go breaking my heart, which you know Mar- doesn't Marge, want to do yeah. to Lisa. It's yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's awesome, and that comes from oh they're back, they are back. D L Gorman, D L Gorman, with the three <laughs> points swish. All right, so Liverpool. <laughs> I was about to say nothing but net. Yeah, we don't have a third position because we've got a three-way tie for second. So oh. Fergus Jeffs, Philip Hawkins, and Adam Vergona all on two points in second position. And we have Brian Hughes and D.L. Gorman both on three points, equal tied for first. Nice. Don't forget, guys, if you want to be a part of the Guy Davis New Day Championship, just got to be a patron. And you don't even have to win it to win a, to win the cash prize. We also have a wild card draw at the end of the season. So if you get your name on the uh, on the leaderboard for any points, if you get read out at all during, throughout the season, you will go into the wild card draw at the end if you don't win and potentially win a prize as well. But, Mr. Davis, should we get mm-hmm. into the mailbag or should we get into the My Two Cents? I think, I think we want to get into the My Two Cents. Let's do some My Two Cents. All right. And that's my two cents. <laughs> okay, Mr. Davis. All right. Thank you, Kent, for that little uh, that little intro there. So it's back. The My Two Cents story here on Four Finger Discount. I'm excited. Guy Davis, tell us when we, when were you a tight ass? I was actually a tight ass this afternoon. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we are recording this. Uh, it is currently 7.26 p.m. Mm. on Tuesday. The 26th, 26th of 26th July. 26th of July. And I was out doing a little bit of shopping this afternoon. Um, because I'm a little bit of a tight ass, I like I, I will look and see, okay, this is on special at this supermarket. This is on special at the other supermarket. So I'll do a little bit of a circuit. Yep. And, you know, try to save as many pennies as possible. Um, <laughs> now, normally I don't like to go through the self-checkout. I'm like, I like to patronise the the people behind the uh, the... The, the checkout makes you know, yeah. keep them in a job, keep them in a job essentially. But this time I went through the self serve, and sometimes this, it's just like you look at it and go, I just can't be fucked, can't be asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the queue was a bit long. I'm like, oh, let's just get this done. Yeah, that's what she but, said. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but on this, but you know, on this particular, you know, yeah, and your, your, your price comes up, and it will tell you if you've got if you've bought something on special. Yeah, and I'm looking up. I'm, I don't have a lot of items, but I've got a few. And I'm looking as I go down, it's like, each one of these is a special. I wonder if I'm going to get an unbroken run this time around. Rip. Special. Rip. Special. Rip. Special. Got to the very end. Rip. Special. <laughs> like, <laughs> a full house. <laughs> I'm the smartest man alive. <laughs> Beware the great white bargain hunter. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Look, it's not much of a tight ass story, but I must admit I was pretty happy that I managed to save myself a few cents by, but with a full roster of specials. No, no, not didn't pay full price for anything today at this one particular supermarket. I love like we get people who drive like an extra ten minutes to go to a supermarket that has something that's like thirty cents cheaper. It's like True, the, the, the money you spend on fuel to get there. <laughs> that, that, that is correct. <laughs> All right, so that is the first. Rendition of My Two Cents Story, returning here on Four Finger Discount. If you've got a tight ass story, we would love to hear it. Send them to SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. Or if you have any other questions for us, you can send them through to us there as well. Speaking of questions, I think it's time for some mailbag. The mail! 
Jamil is here. Ooh. All right. First question for the All's Fair and Oven War mailbag comes from the one and only Jack McFarlane. Jake McFarlane, should I say? Jake McFarlane, not Jack McFarlane. <laughs> That's a, the one and only. Just Jack. With, yeah. <laughs> the one and only Jack. I mean, Jake. <laughs> uh, so Jake says, have you ever cheated to win a competition or cheated or cheating to win anything? Have you ever cheated to win something? I'm pretty sure I've written like cheat notes on my hand that I wasn't supposed to, things like that. Everyone does that at school. But have I properly cheated? I've cheated. I can't remember. Have you? You, I don't never have. Across, you don't come across like a cheat. You come across like someone that would like the idea of cheating, but you couldn't go through with it. Yeah. I, partially because I'm a coward. And, pa- <laughs> and, and, and partially because I think I've got too big an ego. I'll be like, yes, I won, but at what cost? <laughs> I, I, I lost, lost my soul. Yeah. Or it's like, <laughs> I didn't bring my A game. If I brought my A game. You're standing there. Don't do it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> do it, yes. What? Don't yeah. listen to that dweeb. Do it, Davis. <laughs> uh, next question, Andrew JP. What's your favourite reality TV slash cooking show? Oh, you can't go past Ready Steady Cook back in the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Huey's Cooking a- Adventures? Shroom. He just Remember jumped right into that. Fat Huey, remember him? Oh, yeah, Ian Hewitson. And uh, who was the guy, and I only learned about him recently because a guy, my friend, my old friend Luke at uh, Pop Culture, mm-hmm. he showed me, uh, he was kind of like the, um, the 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 Don Burke of cooking from like the, the 80s. And he has a, um, a a highlight reel where he keeps swearing, like like out, like bloopers. Like, who, who was like the um, the famous Australian cooking guy of like this the 80s? I'm trying to remember from the 80s. It's got, it's, it's, were- it's got like a, it's got like the kind of like the John Lithgow hair. He's got a big beard. Oh, man. That's a really good question. I mean, I'm going to Google it now because he has like I'm thinking, a I'm thinking of Don Burke because that's who Don Burke kind of looks yeah, like. Yeah, he has, has a really dirty mouth though. It's worth checking out. Hang on. Australian- So did Don Burke apparently. Famous, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cook. Because I'm 80s. thinking of the French guys. Like, you know, there was, well, there was, well, Jeff Jans wasn't French. Graham Kerr, would he have been, would have been him? No, not Graham Kerr. Let me have a look. I'll go to the p- images. Let's have a look. We've got to find this guy. Not Gabriel um, Gatte. He was French. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is guy. Uh, he's. Oh, that, that's the picture. I've got to click into it because it doesn't have his name in the title. Here we go. Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Where are you? His name is Peter Russell Clark. Oh, that! Oh, the cheese guy. Oh, cheese guy. Was it just cheese? Well, I thought it was cooking. Sorry, oh no, okay. no, he was. He was. He was cooking, but he was the face of cheese. Okay. What, oh, know. was he the face of coon cheese? Was that right? Oh, just cheese in general. I just think cheese in like, general. Okay, yeah. Peter yeah. Russell Clark. Yeah. Check out Peter Russell Clark bloopers. Oh my. <laughs> That's because he, he looks like a charming little gnome of a man. Yeah. He looks like a little hobbit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like he's trying. To, he's like bloopers are like. <laughs> I won't say the word, but he's like, and you, and you deep fry it till it's like a fucking burnt, and he says the C bomb. It's like, like, it's just like, is it, you watch it and it's like, he is the epitome of 80s Australian. <laughs> I, I'm sure I've talked about this in the past, but one of the great things about yeah, pre internet times, uh, my buddy Steve came across this. They, they, the TV networks would do this like end of year blooper reel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they outtakes. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've got I've got every Channel Ten one from nineteen ninety six through to two thousand and three because they, they were in the, the mix with the cheese TV tapes that I got that time. Yeah, yeah, and um, again pre internet, but Steve, yeah, Steve got hold of a VHS tape of like a couple of Channel Nine ones, and of course, you know, this is before anyone could swear on TV at all. I mean, everything was sort of bleeped out or all that kind of stuff. So it was hilarious seeing like newsreaders or reporters or your actors on your favourite soap to say. 
Oh, today in Nunawadding, there was a dreadful fire, and uh, guess what? They burnt the fucking place to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they'd also, they'd also sort of slip out of newsreader voice as well. You just sort of hear, they attempted to rob the bank, and then they got fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got footage. I won't say her full name, but a very famous TV Australian personality from Channel 10 <laughs> discussing taking things in the bum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Totally wild, lady. What are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, anyway, so. What one more question? Couple more questions? Couple more questions. Let's get away from that. <laughs> couple more questions here in the mailbag and we'll wrap this up. David Mott says, what's your favourite dessert? You're a big apple pie guy, right? I, I, well, for Maccas, yeah. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the best pie is. Dessert pie. Mm-hmm. Banoffee pie. Oh, you've mentioned this. Yeah. yeah. Banoffee. It's, it's bananas and toffee. I love um in in pie form black forest cherry cake I'm a big fan oh yeah a bit of black forest ghetto oh yes all right final question Pete Anderson actually but my favorite dessert of all time is profiteroles profiteroles with custard inside mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, that's good dessert <laughs> Pete Anderson final question did your parents ever have the talk with you and if so was it as horrifying embarrassing as it's often portrayed on TV and if it was why you go ahead I can. Remember just learning about it at school, and then Mum sort of like confirmed. I was like, "That can't be right, Mum." Is that did, did they put the dingling in the in the thing in the job? And then I was like, "Yeah, they do." And I was like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> I, I, nev- I never got the birds and the bees talk. I don't think I, I never got like sat down. And was like, "All right, it's time for the talk." I remember just learned it in like sex education at school. I still remember asking the question. I don't know why this stuck with me, but I remember saying they're talking about. You know, sex and things like that. I was, I was like grade five. And I remember the woman said, do you have any questions? And I said, what does it feel like inside there? I remember she said, it feels like when you put your finger, pushing your finger down on your tongue. And I was like, okay. And then you do it now and you're like, yep, she nailed it. <laughs> I was like, that's right. <laughs> well played that teacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, they said, feels like warm apple pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she was just like, yeah, push, push down your tongue. And I was like, okay then. All right, then. Thank, I thank, will be prepared. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I, I have four sisters, uh, mm-hmm. all a bit older, all older than me. And, of course, growing up in the 70s, there were lots of, epi- uh, lots of episodes, lots of issues of Cleo and Cosmopolitan around the house. Uh, so I did a lot of... I, Sort of doing my His own research. His penis is too big. Is it make me a bad person? <laughs> and I was walking around saying, not so far. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, remember doing a lot of reading about various things and go, hmm, okay. <laughs> but sort of piecing together my own Put sex that education there, that way. And, and, and yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And then, of course, you get your... <laughs> The ongoing disinformation campaign that is the teenage years of high school. Yes, the, pl- the playground chatter. <laughs> it 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 puts Vladimir Putin to to, to shame that the disinformation that you get in um in 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 high school. And there's always that one guy who who does it first, and you're like, what was it like? What'd you do? How, how was it? And like it was, oh, it was great. Yeah, oh, she loved it. She loved it. <laughs> like, did she? <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I never, I never had the uh, the talk from my folks. No, nah, neither did I. I can't imagine Bobby having that chat with you. I'm wondering if I should tell this story. <laughs> well, it, tell it, the story. It, tell the story, and if you don't want me to, leave it in. I'll take it out. As I said, never had the talk. 
Yeah. And uh, the late Bobby, God bless him, saint of a man, but not you know, exactly forthcoming on emotional issues or this kind of thing. This isn't the Ta- sauna story, is it? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> taught, me, taught me a lot. Taught me a great yep. deal. But yep. when it came to sex, all that kind of stuff, no. Now, I was about to go to boarding school. And I think a couple of days before boarding school, I think I think he was you're worded how, up. You're ha- how old at this point? I'm, I was 14. Okay. I think he was worded up by Margaret, by, by my mother Margaret. Uh, <laughs> so, give him a few lessons. Tell him about, you know, tell him about how boys operate, all this kind of business. The main thing I remember, he said, he, he said, you know, don't do any stupid stuff like measuring your penis or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't get turkey slapped. And don't, well... <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do remember him saying that. I'm like, I won't. <laughs> of course, I do. It's upset. <laughs> but uh, it's like, it, I think he, it, he must have mussed up a lot of courage to do that. So props to the old man. Props yeah. to Bob. <laughs> Don't measure the penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he, I think he knew that I knew sort of enough. Yeah. Even though I didn't really. But, so uh, like that, that that took a lot for him to say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, utmost respect for that. Yeah, well, I think everyone in this town respects the one Bobby Davis, <laughs> <laughs> but me especially for that penis story. Yes. <laughs> all right. So that is our mailbag for All's Fair and Oven War. That's our review. Hope you guys enjoyed it. The next episode of Four Figure Discount is going to be reviewing an episode titled "Sleeping with the Enemy." Ooh. Ooh, sounds intriguing. I don't know what that episode is, but I'm looking forward to reviewing it, and hopefully it lives up to the standards set by one, our dear friend, Matt Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, guys, if you enjoy everything we do at Four Figure Discount, you can support the show by becoming a patron, and you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, including our Futurama, Tales of Futurama podcast, early access to all the other shows we do here, including this one, as well as access to the Facebook group. We also have a Discord as well for patrons. We're going to be opening up to the to everyone soon. Just got to get it all, get the ball rolling, get it all, get my head around it all first. But there's going to be a four-finger discount Discord coming as well. And you just get access to um, Zoom chats with Guy and myself and prize draws and much, much more. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do find this podcast. We do appreciate everyone who takes the time to do so. And if you have a question for us, simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. Mr. Davis, this has been All's Fair and Oven War. Next week, sleeping with the enemy. But for now, any final words for those amazing listeners? See you back here this time next week for a little sip and quip. Shh.